0: This is the Data Privacy Detective, and today we're going to talk about privacy in our own homes. Might be an apartment or a house or whatever, but where we live, which we think is so private. But we're going to explore that question today with Terry Rancorn. Terry, thank you for being with us today. It's my pleasure, Joe. Thank you for having me. Uh, Now, Terry, you spent 22 years with the FBI in the United States, and uh, part of your uh, task was to work about work with technology and uh, both for uh, law enforcement purposes to obtain information about uh, uh, suspected criminal activity, but also uh, involving all the privacy aspects of the way personal information is, is collected and shared, and, uh, whether we know it or not. And uh, after leaving the FBI, uh, you, you formed a uh, Rank Horn and Associates. And I know because we've done work together that you do electronic sweeps of homes. You have people that you work with who are uh, actually qualified credentialed to sweep the White House, if that's what's needed. And uh, we couldn't have a better person today, I think, to talk to us about our own homes and privacy than, than you, Terry. But I, from that FBI background, uh, let me just ask you this. How private are our homes today?
1: Well, Joe, unfortunately, they're not as private as one might think, one might consider. Uh, And that's due to the fact that the surveillance technology has matured to the point that the price point is so low and the device is so available that uh, just today I did a quick Amazon search for a spy camera and I received 20 pages of results, not 20 results, 20 pages and you can buy a device now for under $50 That's was almost on par with what I would install uh, when I was in the FBI.
0: So it's a bit of an arms race, isn't it, between those who want to spy and those who don't want to be spied upon. And, and you have to kind of think about it that way. I think that's what you're telling us.
1: Well, sadly, Joe, you're right. Unfortunately, though, the advantage goes strongly to those that are doing the spying. Uh, it's like anything else. Those with the initiative generally win. And uh, there's so many different spy type devices, uh, as opposed to active countermeasures that could be used against them, that the advantage is clearly in the court of the person doing the spying.
0: Yeah. Now, some people may think spying means James Bond descending on a ladder or something and installing something, but it's it's a it's not really that today, is it? Uh, what, what you know? What do you see from people who are being spied upon without their knowledge in their own homes
1: well joe that's a very good point and i like the way you put that uh electronic surveillance electronic spying conjures up the cold war image of someone sneaking in through a window and planting a mic and a, a a wall or bouncing a laser shotgun mic off of a window and listening to something but today the, the, as i said the devices are so cheap and so easily obtained. That is quite frankly, nothing more than buying a lookalike iPhone wall charger, which will actually charge your wall f- iPhone. And there is a very, very, very well hidden camera and microphone in it that uh, captures audio and video. So really, it's only a matter of someone plugging that into an outlet and then it have a path for egressing the data from your home, which could be using your wireless network, which is very common. Uh, some of these devices are so sophisticated; they actually have a SIM card in it. So you literally <laughs> will just take a telephone SIM card and put in it, and the data
0: exfiltrates from your home. And some of these we buy ourselves and bring them home. We don't even know they're doing it. Uh, I think you had an experience uh, like that with you with your son. Oh, Joe, you
1: you you really uh, you captured it there, my friend. That it's uh, as I said earlier. A lot, oftentimes we we're doing this to ourselves. Sometimes. And it's not someone nefarious, someone that, that, that has a sinister motive. It's your grandkid trying to give you a present, a nice picture frame, or a nice, uh, inter- we call it IoT, Internet of Things device, meaning something that's internet aware, other than a computer or a tablet that is in your home and can be a two-way street for data. At Christmas, my son had asked for a device called a Furbo. Uh, a Furbo. You know, yeah, I'm not speaking poorly of the product. is actually a fantastic product. Uh, it's just that uh, you don't get any more security conscious than me. I mean, my profession demands it and my my credibility relies upon it. And so in the chaos of all expended family coming over, everyone was opening uh, packages. My son opens the Furbo, puts it in the corner of the room, and him, his brother, and some cousins went upstairs and were remotely feeding the dog. And I heard his voice over the Furbo the-
0: feeds a dog?
1: It does, Joe. It's it has a hopper where you you place dog treats and it has a camera, has a two way audio video and uh, it goes to your smartphone. It connects to your Wi-Fi and streams data. So it's what in the bureau we would call a hot mic and a
0: hot video, meaning it's always on. So there's a camera and a mic bought from a dog feeding toy, basically.
1: It is. And it's so that, you know, if you have. If you, the owner, has separation anxiety from your pet, from the office, you can issue your dog a treat. It makes a noise. The dog yeah, knows to come yeah. over and you eject a treat for it. And you can look at your dog. You can talk to your dog. But you just have an overwhelmingly gaping security hole now in the perimeter of your home because you, anyone who can get access to that, which is not, wouldn't be that difficult to do,
0: can see inside your home and hear inside your home. And then there's some obvious things. I mean, there's Alexa and Siri that are, you know, uh, doing things for those uh, who want to have an Alexa or a Siri available. But they're they're obtaining all that data, and, and that can be end up where we don't want it to end up.
1: Well, and that's a whole another discussion there, Joe, because uh, it w- it's very easy for us to say, "Well, Alexa, or Siri, oh, it's just going back to Amazon, it's just going back to Google. What's the big deal? There's nobody there going to do anything." And this would be a topic for another discussion someday, but anytime you allow and you consent to have anything stored somewhere else, warehoused by a company, you're giving up your right to privacy to that, understand that that data sits there and doesn't go away and is resold. And that can have serious implications uh, down, down the road. For example, the uh, the online DNA testing services. Uh, those have proven in this case the good guy won, but someone in law enforcement discovered that, wait a minute, I could take a blood sample from a crime scene, send it to one of these services, and they will come back with a report saying, Oh, it shows that your second cousin is Joe Daner. Well, you know, if um, now I have to go find Joe Daner and I'll say, Joe, tell me about your second cousins. And I have a list of those. Now I have one of those persons is the murderer. And uh, he may have never submitted a blood sample, but you did because you wanted to find out your heritage. So my point in that is when we allow this data and we consent to this data being taken by any particular group and warehoused or stored somewhere, that's data that can be accessed. It could be sold by an unscrupulous employee. It could be subpoenaed by law enforcement in the US or abroad, because these companies are multinational, or it could just be used for something unscrupulous by the company itself or one of their partners.
0: Right. And that's true. For example, PCs, uh, personal computers these days, come they tend to come with a camera. Uh, that's how we do Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever it is we use. But likewise, that data. Now, I've heard, tell me if this is right, that a hacker or other people actually can, it, can be able to turn on a camera without even your knowing it while you're working on your PC.
1: Is that a risk? Yep. Joe, you're absolutely right. There's many, many, many documented cases of that. Uh, Nancy Grace had a great episode on once where a uh, particularly uh, eerie um, incident where uh, we will call him a hacker took control of a baby monitor and it was a movable baby monitor. And he was watching the baby while it was sleeping. Then he starts yelling at the baby and the parents run in. He turned the camera to them, began cursing and just really you know, that's
0: about as creepy as it as it gets. You know, a recent really? survey of safehome.org, a recent uh, survey says that 66% of us, this is the highest concern we have as a population, it's about being viewed through cameras at our own home. I mean, that's about as creepy as it gets. It, it and is there PCs. Uh, I, I've heard there are television sets that have a camera within them now. Is, is this an increasing concern that you can you can be watching TV while the TV is watching you?
1: Well, uh, you're absolutely right. My son has an Xbox. Uh, my other son has an Xbox, which has a camera on it to uh, when they play certain games, they stand up from um, sports type games and it watches your body and interprets your motion. That's a camera, and that's that's actually sending the data outside your home to the, the Microsoft servers, which again someone may you could trivialize that and say oh what are they going to do with it? The fact that it exists, the fact that the pipeline is there, should give you pause. Yeah, and it really speaks to you know our, my my overall arching point is if nothing else, make sure you understand what is happening. Understand what you know you're an attorney, Joe. Understand what you're signing. You know, when you sign these agreements, understand what you're consenting to. Understand what you're agreeing to, because you may be putting a device in your home like a, a smart thermostat, uh, any of these Internet of Things, IoT devices, that you may be consenting that, yeah, this thing streams data out and you're giving us your permission for this to happen.
0: Right. Well, you mentioned a smart thermostat. What, what is the concern there? We, well, we it would want not. thermostats to work uh, more efficiently. But what's the catch?
1: Well, the catch is the catch is you need to understand what's happening with it. There may be no problem. The uh, the voice recognition may be solely contained locally and not streamed outside the home, which that would be a relatively zero risk, certainly if it's not warehoused somewhere whereas something like Siri or Alexa, the processing isn't done on your device there, the processing is it's a cloud function. To me, that's a little more concerning because what you've done is you have said, I am okay with my data being pushed outside the home to be processed. So what we have to do, all of us have to do a better job of this is look carefully at the documentation and say, what is this? I just got a robotic vacuum cleaner and it has, among other things, voice control. So I wanted to be very clear. I was like, wait a minute. Where is my voice being sent to have the commands processed? Is that on the vacuum or is that in Beijing? Um, and again, it's easy to trivialize it and make it sound like some sort of, well, you're worried about nothing. But again, you're, you're allowing the framework to be constructed and you're consenting to this. And it's the boiling frog syndrome where that, yeah, one more thing. Yeah, one more thing. Yeah, I'm OK with my passwords being stored external. Which may or may not be properly encrypted, and these things will eventually bite us.
0: And for example, with the uh, uh, smart thermostat, uh, it, let's say people go away for a, a month in the in the winter and, and the temperature's down. Anybody with access to that will know. Oh, these people aren't home. Good time to rob them. So that, they, that, there are these unex- unthought of things that uh, we overlook them, don't we? Uh, when, we, Absolutely. when we get the convenience of the device, that's always what we want. And, but there are ways of dealing with that in security settings and in other ways. What about home security systems in general? Uh, they're there to protect us. Uh, what? What are your? How do you rate uh, home security systems generally? Uh, do they protect us, or do they create a new vector of entry into our homes?
1: Well, Joe, what I would say with that is that if it is a professionally installed and monitored system. I would, uh, I would myself gauge that risk at next to nothing. Almost, it, it approaches zero on the risk scale. When you get into the do-it-yourself home-bought systems that just connect to your home Wi-Fi, uh, well, you run into several issues. You're right. May, who knows? You know, can someone else access your video feed? Can someone else remotely disarm your system? Are you really protected? Uh, what happens if uh, there, there's uh, things? Uh, one of the metrics for home security systems is called smash and uh, smash and, and, and crash uh, technology, meaning that w- if someone kicks in your door, if they can make it to that system and destroy it before the alarm goes off, which is usually 45 seconds, is that a successful burglary? Well, professional systems yeah. they will they will alert the monitoring station on door kicked in. And if they don't receive a successful disarm signal within that 45 seconds, they assume someone just broke in and, and destroyed it and they'll send the police. I, I, my personal opinion is you should treat your home security system like you treat a firearm. Uh, sure, a $20 pistol might be a great deal at the pawn shop, but I value my life and I don't want something to blow up in my hand if I fire it. So I'm willing to pay a little bit more for my family's security Uh, to have something professionally installed, professionally monitored, and then then provide me the documentation so I can see what's happening with it.
0: Now, you do sweeps of uh, people who are highly concerned about their privacy because of their wealth or their position in society or whatever it may be. But what tips would you leave uh, most of our listeners, uh, Terry, about things to think about? They probably aren't going to hire you to do a complete sweep of their home, but... uh, what, what what are the top tips you would leave with people about protecting our own privacy within our own homes?
1: We are absolutely right, Joe, and I, I would love to do a sweep for any of your um, any of your audience. But as you say, you know they can be quite pricey, and generally uh, only those who have, who have a lot to lose from their business negotiations being overheard um, find it worthwhile worth the cost to do a sweep. But just any of us can do a couple of things to really significantly protect ourselves. First and foremost, and this is the absolute top of the list, be aware of what's in your home and what's coming into your home. If you have white iPhone chargers and you have three of them and a fourth black one shows up plugged into an outlet across from your desk, you should probably investigate that. Whose charger is this? Who put it here? Let me unplug. If you don't know, unplug it. Uh, same thing if someone, if a clock radio shows up in your, your bedroom that you don't remember getting, and your wife doesn't remember getting, or any device, understand what's there and know who put it there. Uh, and that then d- descends down into, as I mentioned before, the IOT, the internet of things, devices, someone, your, your grandson gives you this nice picture frame that every, every five minutes changes Photos in there so you can see him and his friends and parents and whatnot. Great gift. Super nice of them to do it. But do you know what that thing does? He may have set it up for you incorrectly. It may be an open mic. It may be streaming your information out. Who knows what it's doing? Make sure you're aware of that. Um, Look at your uh, examine. And if you don't know how to do this, get someone in your home that can examine your internet router and understand everything that's on your network. Uh, That can be catastrophic, especially in in dense RF environments, like in New York City or condominiums or whatnot. It is not uncommon for people to leech off of your Wi-Fi if you have a poor password or weak password. And in some cases, they're doing illegal things, which could get you in trouble. Or uh, if you see a device on there that you don't recognize, it could be that wall charger I mentioned. Streaming video out of your home over an over a Wi-Fi connection. Uh, it with respect to your your router, who set your router up? Did the cable repair guy, or, or the, when he installed your 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 cable TV and your internet, did he set your router up with the same password as everyone else on your block? Which has happened, and he just tells you, "Hey, this is your Wi-Fi password," or did you choose it? Um. Understand what uh, is on your, your your computer. I have I use a Macintosh, and it does a really really good job of warning you. Said, "Hey, you did not get this from the Apple App Store, uh, which if you get something from there, you're very safe." Do you really want to install this? I have other software, like one called Little Snitch, on my computer that anything that activates the camera on my uh, laptop, I'm, it immediately flashes a warning up in the corner saying. This just accessed your microphone and camera. Are you okay with that? Um, So those are things that any of us can do. Any of us can do. Can it be tedious at first? Yeah, maybe the first time. But once you do it once, it's not that hard to really keep on top of it.
0: Really, start with an inventory of who's watching, who's listening, who has access to the privacy of our home, and decide which ones are really welcome and which ones are not. And then exercise your, your option of telling those involved, unplugging things that don't belong there, and uh, using privacy settings to the extent you can when you still want the device. So, excellent uh, advice. Terry, thank you very much for joining us today. And as always, I'll close today by reminding us. Protecting our personal privacy begins with us. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Joe.